0: Today is the 20th of March 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of a mixture of prayer, scripture, and music. It's easy. You'll pick it up as we go along. Before we start, don't forget that if you'd like to follow along with the script, you can download the script. There is a link in the show notes. If you'd like to support Walking the Way, we have a giving page. Again, the link is in the show notes. And if you'd like more information about me or the podcast, head to www.rayborrott.co.uk. Everything is there. We always start each episode of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Gentle yet powerful. Lowly yet almighty. Shepherd yet king. In your gentleness guide us, in your power strengthen us. In your loneliness strip us from our selfish pride which only destroys us. In your greatness lift us up that we might aspire to greater things. As a shepherd call us to be your servants. As a king call us to be your royal priesthood. O God who is our shepherd and our king. O Christ who is crucified and is now risen for the dead. O Spirit, who comforts and empowers. O great three-in-one Holy Trinity, set us free to worship. Amen. 1 Peter 2, verses 2 and 3 Like newborn infants, desire the pure spiritual milk, so that you may grow by it for your salvation, since you have tasted that the Lord is good. When I was a young Christian, I'll never forget hearing this verse in church. I remember thinking, what's the preacher talking about until he said that he was actually describing truth. He said that biblical teaching equated to biblical truth. And We know that food is one of the metaphors most often used for God's word, teaching and truth in scripture. And so it's important that as, belo- as young believers, we are fed on the truth. I read an article recently, I saw something online possibly, that suggested our young people aren't being fed spiritual truth they are being fed spiritual donuts. But what about us as we get older? And how about now as we face the kind of the massive onslaught of fake news out there? And the contrary positions in terms of the pandemic and our political views, where news is tainted by the political position, as if people hold their politics in a way that means more to them than their god. Does good spiritual food still count? Of course it does. But of course, as we become what we call multi-channel source users for our information, it becomes harder and harder to see the lies from the truth, to spot the truth in the midst of all this deception. So let's bring it back to spiritual milk, which for me has always been God's truth, his word, and let's trust that God still speaks through his word even in the chaotic times that we're in now. We're going to have our first piece of music, just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's readings, Jesus describes the cost of following him. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, open our hearts and minds to your your word today. Feed us on your scriptures that we might know the truth, and the truth might set us free. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, and today we're reading Luke 13 and 14. At that time, some people came and reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifice. And he responded to them, Do you think that these Galileans were more sinful than all Galileans because they suffered these things? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. All those that the Tower of Siloam fell on and killed? Do you think they were more sinful than all the people who live in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well he told this parable. A man had a fig tree that was planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. He told the vineyard worker, Listen, for three years I have come down looking for fruit on this fig tree but haven't found it. Cut it down. Why should it even waste the soil? But he replied to him, Sir, leave it this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it perhaps it will bear fruit next year, but if not, you can cut it down. As he was teaching in one of the synagogues of the Sabbath, a woman was there who had been disabled by a spirit for over 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called out to her, Woman, you are free of your disability. Then he laid hands on her, and instantly she was restored and began to glorify God. But the leader of the synagogue indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, responded by telling the crowd, There are six days when work should be done. Therefore come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, Hypocrites, don't each one of you untie his ox or donkey from the feeding trough on the Sabbath and lead it to water? Satan has bound this woman, a daughter of Abraham, for years. Shouldn't she be untied from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he had said these things, all his adversaries were humiliated, but the whole crowd was rejoicing over the glorious things he was doing. He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like, and what can I compare it to? It's like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the sky rested in its branches. Again he said, what can I compare the kingdom of God to? It's like yeast that a woman took and mixed into fifty pounds of flour until it spread through the entire mixture. He went through one town and village after another, teaching and making his way to Jerusalem. Lord, someone asked him, Are there few being saved? He said to them, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because I tell you, many will try to enter and won't be able, once the homeowner gets up and shuts the door. Then you will stand outside and knock on the door, saying, Lord, open up for us. He will answer you, I don't know you or where you're from. Then you will say, We ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I don't know you or where you're from. Get away from me, all you workers of unrighteousness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in that place when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but yourselves thrown out. They will come from east and west, from north and south and recline at the table in the kingdom of God. Note this, some are last who will be first, and some who are first will be last. At that time some Pharisees came and told him, Go, get out of here, Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go, tell that fox, look, I am driving out demons, and performing healings today and tomorrow and on the third day. I will complete my work. Yet I must travel today, tomorrow and the next day, because it is not possible for a prophet to perish outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, she who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See, your house is abandoned to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, He who comes in the name of the Lord is the blessed one. One Sabbath, when he went to eat at the house of one of the leading Pharisees, they were watching him closely. There in front of him was a man whose body was swollen with fluid. In response, Jesus asked the law experts and the Pharisees, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they kept quiet. He took the man, healed him, and sent him away, and to them he said, Which of you whose son or ox falls into a well will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? To this they could find no answer. He told a parable of those who were invited when he noticed how they could choose the best places for themselves. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, don't recline at the best place, because a more distinguished person than you may have been invited by your host. The one who invited both of you may come and say to you, Give your place to this man, and then in humiliation you will proceed to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and recline in the lowest place, so that when the one who invited you comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up higher. You will then be honoured in the presence of all the other guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. He also said to the one who had invited him, When you give a lunch or dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers, your relatives, or your rich neighbours, because they might invite you back, or you would get repaid. On the contrary, when you host a banquet, invite those who are poor, maimed, lame, or blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, The one who will eat bread in the kingdom of God is blessed. Then he told them, A man was giving a large banquet and invited many. At the time of the banquet he sent his slaves to tell those who were invited, Come, because everything is now ready. But without exception they all began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I bought a field and I must go out and see it. I ask you to excuse me. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. I ask you to excuse me. Another said, I just got married and therefore I'm unable to come. So the slave came back and reported these things to his master. Then in anger the master of the house told his slave, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the city and bring in here the poor, maimed, blind, and lame. Master the slave said, What you have ordered has been done, and there is still room. Then the master told the slave, Go out into the highways and lanes, and make them come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, not one of these men who are invited will enjoy my banquet. Now great crowds were travelling with him, so he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, wanting to build a tower, doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he had enough to complete it. Otherwise, after he'd laid the foundation and cannot finish it, all the onlookers will make fun of him, saying this man started to build but wasn't able to finish. Or what king, going to war against another king, will not first sit down and decide if he is able with ten thousand to oppose the one who comes against him with twenty thousand? If not, while the other is still far off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. In the same way, therefore, every one of you who does not say goodbye to all his possessions cannot be my disciple. Now salt is good, but if salt shall lose its taste, how would it be made salty? It isn't fit for the soil or for the manure pile. They throw it out. Anyone who has ears to hear should listen. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we're going to say our prayers for the day. Before we pray for today, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, our voicemail service. Check the show notes for the contact details because there are links there. If you click the links, they will take you to wherever you need to go to leave us a message and we can pray for you. We're still continuing to pray for Ben. He had a court appearance this week. I haven't heard how that's gone, but I'm trusting and praying that it would go well for Ben. This this weekend in the UK, we're also remembering Mothering Sunday, because life carries on. Even though the world has gone absolutely to pot, life carries on. So we're, we're thinking about those who raise children, those who've raised us ourselves, maybe those mums who've lost children. We can remember them in our prayers this weekend as well. But let's pray today's prayer, shall we? Loving God, creator of the universe, who extends your concern over every creature, and guides the events of history to goals of salvation. We acknowledge your fatherly love when you break the resistance of mankind, and in a world torn by strife and discord, you make us ready for reconciliation. Renew for us the wonders of your mercy. Send your Spirit that he may work in the intimacy of our hearts, that enemies may begin to dialogue, that adversaries may shake hands and people may encounter one another in harmony may all commit themselves to the sincere search for true peace that will extinguish all arguments, for charity which overcomes hatred, and for pardon which disarms revenge. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.